It was Public Enemy's Chuck D. Really nice. Network. I am Charlie Taylor, and this is what's good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope all is well. Hope all is blessed. We have another interview for you to step to. This one is definitely a long time coming, and it's probably worth telling a little story before we begin. Um, this, put simply, um, was the first two people I ever interviewed for the Fifth Element. Um, so this was in November 2016, uh, th- I think, yeah, 2016, and um, yeah, uh, it was it came it came off a kind of like just a recommendation to do so. Um, we were put we were both put on uh, by an intermediary, shout to Martin, and um, yeah, we just uh, you know chopped it up for that particular interview. I we did over Zoom. I think I was in. I was in, definitely in uni at the time, um, and yeah, we just uh, chopped it up about their uh, careers and uh, more so their background as well, because their background was very fascinating, and obviously that's what I like to do with these interviews and get people's backgrounds, and you know, I think it kind of uh, paints the picture of them and their lives, etc. I think it's worth it, right? Um, but anyway. So, you know, you can read all that um, in the link in the description. I've already thrown it in there. Um, and, you know, it's it's one of those things that I kind of look at with just, I don't know, not cringe, but just look at and go, you know, I'm better now. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm better at doing these things. And, uh, you know, and well, like I said, this is a long time coming. It's been seven years since then. And, uh, you know, I've kept up with these two for a since uh, since our first interview, and um, it was really important. Um, I felt just to you know catch up with these dudes, and honestly, the funny thing was we didn't really catch up, quote unquote, um, in the interview. We instead just um, started interviewing and started recording um, after chopping up for at least twenty minutes, um, talking about certain things. Uh, we were talking about, <laughs> I asked one of them a question about uh, an MBE or, uh, you know, just like an Empire Award thingy, MBE, OBE, um, it's obviously different in certain Commonwealth countries. And um, yeah, I asked it, asked them, would you, if you were offered an MBE, would you take it? And uh, the funny thing was, is that one of them would and one of them didn't, uh, said they wouldn't. I'll leave you to take a guess uh, who's which. Um, but it was very fascinating, and we just, and then we just started talking about you know empire and just uh, having the base of our stuff, and I was just like, why are we not recording? <laughs> Let's just record. <laughs> so I started recording, and uh, we didn't even get into any of that. We just started talking about artistry. We talked about music, and uh, they are you know artists themselves, uh, producers, uh, rappers, and, and you know they do a mix of. They're both proficient in a lot of things, and um, you know they and they do things very differently, um, but also do things together as well, which is um, just so fascinating. Um, so for this interview, I'm talking to uh, brothers, um, artists, producers, rappers, whatever you want to call them, 
uh, J Flames and Asom. Um, they had me uh, come through to their spot in Lewisham and um, I was very blessed to just uh, be in their company in person and we were just talking and uh, this is basically what you're going to get. You're just going to get three people that are into the very similar things uh, just talking about those similar things. Um, they do get in, They do also get into uh, their album, uh, their new album that they're dropping in a f- hopefully sometime this year. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to that personally. And uh, yeah, we just get into a lot of deep. Get we get very deep. We get very deep into just uh, music, hip hop, the future of hip hop, um, artistry, and you know he they drop some gems on being producers and uh, their process especially, which is probably my most, uh, probably the part I like the most when they talk about their processes. Um, and, you know, just and just nice good laughs, man. Just really nice good laughs. Um, and, yeah, I really enjoyed this one and I hope you guys do too. Um, this one is just, like I said, a long time coming and uh, it bore fruit that I did not really expect <laughs> a did not expect and b did not expect to enjoy so much um i we could have recorded for another hour um but one of them had to dip after so you know has cut off after an hour but we really and we were we kept we kept going i, I was with um, j flames afterwards ace on left after the interview and we just kept talking and uh he showed me a lot of good stuff as well put me onto a lot of good stuff um and yeah just um good food good food um and good uh, good conversation that's all this is really just good conversation so with that said i've talked enough kick back relax and i hope you guys enjoy the interview okay a long time coming, um, but we are here in person, well I am here in person, in lovely Lewisham, uh, with the first two people that I interviewed before the fifth element, Jay Flames, A-Song, what is good sir? Yes, my man Charlie, <laughs> what I'm is uh, good? Jay Flames right here, Yeah. I gotta say who it is because there's no visuals. There is no visuals, So you got, it is you what it is. You need to get used to my voice, my voice is the husky weird type of voice. <laughs> My voice is the Barry White voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, a quick question before we begin, because we have been uh, just, you know, cooking, talking about uh, just general things, general chit-chat uh, before recording. Uh, do you remember when we did our initial, well, when the initial interview dropped? Yeah, I think it was like, I think it was like 2015 or 2016, I think. You're close. Um... I remember we did it over Zoom, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I remember. <laughs> because we, we met through a mutual friend, um, mm-hmm. Martin, Martin Askin. Sure. I remember he was telling me about you and he was like, yeah. At the time, how, how old was you at the time? Like 18 or 19? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I was, yeah, I just, um, I think I was first year of uni. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I remember he was like, yeah, this this young guy, yeah, he's, he's a hip hop enthusiast. <laughs> And he's like, he knows everything about hip hop. No, and but I don't, I don't know. Uh, he knows everything about hip hop from 1980 to 1989. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he 
yes, that's what he loved. He loved the fact that your oh, favorite rapper no. was like KRS One and Rakim. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, even when I, I, even when I was reading it back, I was just reading it on the train ride here, and I was just like, and you lot were just like, you're into Rakim and Big Daddy Kane. You're literally saying that. I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, bro, yeah, bro, yeah, bro. But the funny thing is, bro, like even throughout, even from then and now from doing the pods and that, and actually, you know, listening to music and stuff like that, like, um, you know, like these people that we've been talking about. Um, it's just <laughs> the, the fact that I feel like I knew fuck all back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like he said, enthusiasm, I had enthusiasm about it, but I didn't know much at all. Mm-hmm. Not compared to now. And even now, it's like, it's like um, what's that saying? Like, the more you know, the more you're aware of what you don't know. Yes, yes, You know what yes, I mean? Yes. How actually lacking in knowledge you are. But I will say this, though. Right. Um, of recent, maybe the last couple of months or so, I went back and started listening to more 80s rappers. And um, I started really getting into Ice-T. Yeah? Yeah. I started, you know, he's he's, he's pretty basic. I know, need to spin Ice-T, yeah. But um, his storytelling abilities and stuff like that. Yeah. Was is is yeah is is it's quite good. I was actually listening to him actually yeah, about two weeks ago actually, mm. and um, yes, yeah, so I will say, I guess you was on early on the uh, <laughs> the eighties, <80s. laughs> you know. But um, yeah, that man, we got so I, I remember that about you. That stood out that you you were such a young guy and you you know you loved um Rakim and that. So I thought that was <laughs> that, that was pretty cool. Because obviously our era, because we were a little bit older than you, our era was more like the Jay Zs and the Nazis and yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, we kind of grew up with with that. Mm. We always saw the nineties golden era yeah. as the best um, hip hop era. Yeah. But the truth is, there was an era before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, that I never ever really looked into. If I'm honest. No, um, yeah. But until recent, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, nah, pick up, man. Yeah, appreciate that. your knowledge, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like it's the best. Um, it's the best way to learn for me personally, mm-hmm. right? Where you listen to, uh, you listen to Tribe, for example, or whatever, and you hear people talking about OJ's, and then you just like, okay, what's an OJ? And then you look it up, and it's like, oh, right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and just lingo like that, and then mentions and stuff like that, and then. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like music, and I'm sure you guys can attest that, you know, music can be a good education for that. It doesn't have to be just, you know, going to school, reading a book or whatever. 100%. You know what I'm saying? 100%. But I find, so like in other genres, like, you know, I'm a big fan of Motown, a big Motown, fan of Roots yeah. Reggae and stuff like that. Yeah. But I find with hip-hop, it's such a young person's genre. mm that I never looked beyond my generation. Certainly. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's hip-hop is so, it's so like, now, now. Who, who is now? Who's, who's popping? Now? Yeah, yeah, who's popping? Who's and going then, next? Like, a lot of the older, the older generation of artists, they're just forgotten about, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there's not much respect put on their name and stuff like that. So, which is crazy, because I think hip-hop's probably one of the only genres where it's, where it's like that. Because if you look at rock music, they respect their elders. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know? Yeah. They always mention them. Yeah. Yeah. Always, you know. They can still tour and sell out arenas, but I mean, I don't know when's the last time you've seen Rakim touring in London and having a sold out. It's pissing me off. I've, <laughs> I've had I've had tickets to see him for the past two years and yeah. he's like he's pushed it back. And it's confusing because I'm just like uh, uh, I read his uh, well, I listened to his book and audiobook, um the Sweat the Don't Sweat the Technique mm-hmm. and he he had a bit where he was like, "I'm afraid to fly it," 
And I'm like, okay, so why have you got Kentish Town on lock at some point? And then, and then for the past two years, he's just like um, uh, pushed it back a year for whatever reason. Mm. I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of just like, I don't think he's ever gonna come. Uh, I'd love for him to do so, but uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold my breath. Yeah. Um, but it's just a, it's yeah. a lot. Of, just a lot of politics and hip hop. I mean, the, the last time I tried to go to a hip hop show mm. in London was uh, Cameron. Okay. Yeah, and um, he wasn't allowed here for for whatever reason. He owed some people some money, and okay. yeah, yeah, they, they, he had to get escorted back to his uh, his flat and, and and flown back to New York, right? Mm. And that was the last time I attempted to go to a hip hop concert. Oh wow! Because it was just, um, yeah, it just there's a lot. Sometimes there's just a lot of politics and negativity mm. around hip hop, but mm. it's 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 probably is. For me, it's one of the best genres ever made. Mm. It's just one of the reasons why I wanted to make music, mm. you know? Yeah. But there's so much politics and, and, and drama and stuff around it, and it's quite painful, to be honest with you. Like, the last the last year or two, bro, well, probably like two, two, two and a half years, I've kind of tuned out from listening to new rappers because I couldn't really take the deaths anymore. Sure. You know, I was, I was a big fan of Dolph. Young Dolph, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to listen to him every day religiously. Mm. And when he got murdered like two years ago, mm. I just said, I can't do this no more. I, I, I can't keep discovering these new artists and I'm getting so caught up in their life and their story and stuff. And then I wake up in the morning yeah. and I get a message that they're, they're gone. Yeah. You know? So mm. it made me kind of shift my listening ear, just listening to older stuff, man. To people that are already dead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the worst thing that could happen is that they come back alive again. <laughs> Amen. A- AI and that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You never know. Um, but no, I, I get you on that, and I feel like when when it comes to the deaths that you mentioned and the litany of them, um, it kind of makes me even more appreciative of like you know the art, the, the artists that are here still. Mm. Um, and are you know pushing 40 50 odd for some and they're still doing it you know like listening to listening to Nas every year is like just crazy to think about yeah, still yeah, yeah. Um, to know that he's still you know trying to keep the tool shop um, and and they're still you know some of these artists are still being able to tour which is cool which is great um yeah, and I feel like the deaths in some way, you know, while obviously, yeah, it's a it's a symptom of something bigger, mm. right? In the likes of America, for example, obviously there's deaths up in other places um, and other rapid deaths in other places. Um, you know, it's a it's a thing that obviously is an inevitability. In well, death is inevitability, obviously, but like the form of it makes me, I guess, think in terms of, you know, appreciate who's still here, you know? And that's why I, in some way, still appreciate the likes of, you know, I literally just did a recent episode on Master Race, um, and he's got MS. Uh, he's had that since, like, 2000. Oh, wow. And, you know, I saw him I saw him live a few years ago at Jazz Cafe. He toured, he came here, uh, toured Europe, I think, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This part, this, sometime this year as well. He's still doing that shit, and I'm just like, damn. You know what I mean? He still brings the energy on that, you know? And he's a u- unique, um, I guess, uh, a unique well, What happens story, when but... these guys are gone? Because these guys, what, well, they're hitting 60 now. So yeah. So, essentially, yeah. you know, 
God, you know, God bless that they have long, longer lives, but yeah, yeah. 20, 30 years left. Mm. In, where hip-hop is right now, trap, whatever you want to call it, do you think it's in a good place for the future? Um, it's it's in a it's in a place where um, I'm of the opinion that you know not all evolution is good evolution. Mm. Um, you know I can't attest to the industry, quote unquote. I'm not really into. I'm not really deep inside it, right? <laughs> I'm an outsider looking in on that front. Um, but you know from like from a from a purely music standpoint, of course, because um, unlike you, I try to really you know see who is you know popping. Mm-hmm. Um, not not even in terms of like you know Central C for example, because I feel like that's just that's just easy, right? You know, I'll let I'll let um, I'll let uh, every other you know um, publication or whatever talk yeah, talk yeah, Central yeah. C to death, <laughs> um, and constantly share you know uh, him and Drake tr- uh, doing a tune together. Mm-hmm. That's all them. But, you know, for the likes of yourself that, you know, have, you know, done it from early. I think I remember from the initial interview we did that you lot started, you know, making beats or whatever of like five years old. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You lot literally been doing it since day one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I respect that. And I respect people that, you know, stay true to the art. They can they can be in a major label if they want. Right. I'm not too again. You know, I've kind of calmed on that in recent years mm-hmm. where you know you can still produce good art and still be under a label um but i do respect it even higher if you obviously do it independently yeah, yeah. um you know it's just something about that to me but answering your question i guess and you know ruben if you want to come through as well as on this uh, on this question because i'll be fascinated on your answer but um yeah i feel like you know in places is great because you know the internet gives everyone the possibility to do something. Um, but there's pros and cons to that as well. There's pros and cons to all of it. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's a bit of a on the fence answer. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 definitely. That's a good answer though. Cause like, you know, for the, I, that everyone that knows me knows that I am a person that listens to a broad spectrum of music. Right. Yeah. And like, I'll, for example, I used to listen to ugly God a lot. I thought he was incredible. Cool. I listened to, uh, uh, Yachty. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but then I listen to Nas, and then I listen to a broad spectrum of hip hop. Yeah, but I just found over the last year or so, it's like, and I don't, I don't even think it's just my age, mm-hmm. but I've literally just kind of stepped back. Uh, let's put the deaf aside and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I literally just kind of stepped back because I'm, I'm listening to something that I'm hearing a thousand times over and over and over again. It's like the creativity has like come to its peak, right? Where it's like it doesn't seem like I am discovering anything that is creative anymore. Yeah. I'm just hearing the same things over and over again. Mm. And you know, the other day I was talking with Aeson. I was talking about the 2014 rise of trap. We mm. had like um, the I Love McConans, and then you had the the Waka Flocka Flames, and all these guys here. Yeah. You know, even though they may not have been the best lyricists, but they had this certain creativity. Yeah. The Uzi Verts, and I put him in there as well, Playboy Carty, those guys, they had this creativity. But now when I go and uh, I try to listen to who's the hottest guy and who's got the hottest tune, I'm just hearing everyone just sounds the same. And it's just like, wow. Well, that's the chance, isn't it? Yeah. Even, even when I'm going on YouTube and I'm trying to see, okay, 
what new tracks are come out, what's trending. It's just like, it's like, wow, where is the, where is the guy that's gone and you know, found the sample of a flute and you know, put a distortion on it and slowed it down. You know what I'm saying? And then put yeah. some eight or like, where sure. is the creativity yeah. gone? I'm just hearing the same drill formula beat. Oh, well, everything. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like, whoa, whoa, where, where, when did we get here? Yeah. You know, and, and it's crazy because I, I mentioned Drew. I remember when, when the drill scene first started to kick off with the Chief Keefs, the Chief Keefs and those guys did. Yeah, yeah, Man, those yeah. beats were in, incredible. Yeah. And then when it moved to the UK uh, with the Sit 7 and those guys, those beats were incredible. Right. Now it's like all the same. Yeah. Uh, and from a producer ear, it's just like, whoa, man, it's like, we got to we, we got to bring in that creativity. We got to bring the creativity back. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. Uh, to the point where now, how I've been producing now is all live instruments. Right. Uh, I, 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 it's got to the point where I don't want to hear another eight oh eight. Literally, and I'm the eight oh eight master. Sure, like, you sure, go through sure. my catalog. I'm the eight. Yeah. I've been using eight oh eight fifteen years. Yeah. Now I just take out the live bass and I play the live bass because I'm like I need to be separated from what's going on here. That's fair. You know. Yeah. agree with you on that front where you know I was sometimes I see uh sometimes I see like um you know how how this how this person sampled it kind of thing and I see like you know a DJ premiere doing um NY State of Mind for example and he's got like five fucking samples and they're so specific slowing shit down speeding things up etc etc tribe etc right and then I see you know the same kind of method for something recent and it's literally just like they literally just took a Shawnee's track and then, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's nothing, there's nothing, like you said, there's no like creativity. There's no creativity. Yeah. The, the digging, I think is kind of, you know, just, uh, gone there's on no that digging front. no more. Just there go is, on the charts yeah. and see yeah. what was, what was the yeah. top 10 in 2004? That's, that's the digging now. Right. Exactly. If you listen exactly. to uh, exactly. uh, Future song Mask Off, right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. sample is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, was it Metro Boomin made that right? Is I it Metro think, Boomin? Yeah, I yeah. Think so. yeah. He had to do some digging to find that sample. Right? Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Incredible sample. Yeah. Now, these guys are just going, oh, okay, uh, what, Brandy had a hit? Right. In 2002. <laughs> yeah, but you say that though, but Bad Boy and mm-hmm. Pete Diddy and a lot of guys in the 90s were doing exactly the same thing. Yes, they, they were taking the 80s. They weren't even, yeah. even yeah, yeah, putting yeah. a beat to it. <laughs> yeah. They were just looping it. Bro. Yeah, yeah, sometimes <laughs> just straight up loop. I yeah, think, I think, I, get I, think, you. I think because one is passionate about music, sometimes we can become fixated on like a particular error or something that means sure. a lot to mm. us because sure. with music, we uh, when you're passionate about it, you ingest it like it's food, you understand? So yeah, yeah. it's like having having the same meal for most of your life. Yeah, going yeah, to yeah. the same shop, having the same meal and then one day you go there and they change the ingredients and you're like, wait, 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 this is not the 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 ackee and saltfish I've been having, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the person's like, well, uh, you know, it's uh-huh. better now. I don't have to source the ackee from here. I yeah. can get it over here, and it's cheaper, and it's easier, and it's people yeah. love it. And so if you don't like it, and yeah. it's kind of like that, and it's like, Shit I feel on. like yeah, I feel like music has always been split in two. Music's always been people that do it for creativity and people that do it for success mm. and do it for money. It's always been like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from. from years and years and years and you know 
and it's like um I know you said oh, there's, there's, who, who, who's being created well the truth is there are people being created but are you willing to dig and go and find it you know what I, I good have fucking that's, question. A, that's a good point <laughs> good that, fucking that question that is a good point love um, that love that I mean, in, in terms of, if we're just talking about hip-hop, because obviously outside of hip-hop, I've found some incredible artists. Yeah, no, I've been just, into UK jazz recently. Yeah, yeah, so exactly, good. man. It's, inc- so it's incredible what's going so on right now. You know, but um, in, in hip-hop, I would say, if I've been digging, because I, I still do dig, I'm trying to think, who, who, has, who has come up on my radar and I'm like, yo, this is, this is some good stuff. Apart from Jay Huss. I like Jay Huss's new album. It's dope. Yeah. That's not really digging. Though. But that's not really digging. That's <laughs> Jay Huss. I'm talking about, del- I'm talking about artists here yeah, with like yeah. no vowels in their name. It's like X. Yeah. <laughs> X One, two. Uh, you know, because I, I find mm. these type of artists and I show you these type mm. of artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll yeah, find yeah. mad artists that is like... The other day I found an artist that their name was just numbers, bro. Just <laughs> numbers. It was like three, three, one, two. You know? And you look on, on, on Spotify and this guy's got millions of plays. You go on YouTube, millions, millions, producers, it's just, their name is like a hashtag 316. Millions, you know? So, yeah, I, I, it, I understand it, but it's like, sometimes, like, you know, like I said, when you're passionate about music, it's like, um, you, you can, you know, sometimes you could be like, you can be, sometimes, this might yeah, sound mad, this might be triggering, but sometimes when you're passionate about music, you can get a bit ignorant. Sure. Yeah, that's no, true. It's true. Get, you can get a bit ignorant, you yeah. know. To to nah, you know, if you're a reggae man, no, I only like my reggae to be played with a live instrument, and I don't <laughs> like it to be going through that filter. Yeah. I don't like that. And then a man comes through, no nah, man, dub, dub is the new thing, all electronics, man, boom, boom, boom. Sure, I don't want sure, no dub. Sure. You understand? No so dub, yeah. I don't know. I I I tend to look at it with an open mind, you know. Uh, no, I I appreciate, and I have always appreciate all forms of music I, like I don't care whether it literally was it, it, if it's music and it sounds good to me mm. and it's, it, it feels good to me or, mm-hmm. or it, it elicits an emotion or experience I appreciate it mm. yeah 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 there is there is a level where you know you're thinking about it too much right well no because there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with ignorance personally like that's a whole other that might sound mad but that's a whole other topic but right if you're, if you're, if you like, I like this and I don't like nothing else, there ain't nothing not wrong with that, you know? It's fine. Mm-hmm. But then, but then, it, it, but if you're saying there's no good music and everyone's. Oh, yeah, no, 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 that's no, not no, true. No. I'm not, that's, I'm that's not saying that, I'm not saying I've been seeing no tweets about that recently, I'm just like, it's why are we true. having this conversation? Not, I'm not saying there's no good doing music and, and not everyone sounds the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that, but I'm just, okay, I'll phrase it this way. Go for it. There was a time where there was tracks that was pushed through. For the for the uh, media machine right. that got to the masses, where there was a lot of creativity going on, okay. it seems like now the tracks that are getting pushed through the media machine, there's not much creativity going on. It's all the same thing. So every uh, you know, like three four years ago, every couple of months there will be a track that comes out, and you'll be like, oh wow, this is completely different, and it goes on and it does good things and stuff like that, and then obviously everyone starts to follow that formula, you know, and then the music kind of goes in that direction, and then. Three, four months after that, someone comes out again that pushes the boat, and it's like, oh wow, this is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you, I just haven't seen that you remember, happen for a while now. But you remember at that time when we was loving the trap and we were loving like um the um gold world to my chain, the the that James and these <laughs> yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, we yeah. were loving this stuff, and people mm. were looking at us like, well, you lot are proper musicians. Why the hell are you listening to that? 
Like, do you remember how many yeah. people couldn't understand why? Because it like was that? different, and they was used to their their hip hop sound in a certain way. Right. So it's, I mean, it's never changed, yeah. I mean, around that time in the UK, it was at that that the mainstream was at a point where it was kind of, I would say, a dilution, right? Because there was a, there was that moment like let's say like oh nine to twenty thirteen where every every black artist in in UK were getting offered a deal yeah so like your tiny tempers your tinchy striders right and while you know if you say their music is aged well or not whatever each to their own right because I I have a certain nostalgia for for that moment because <laughs> I just grew up with that. And I enjoyed it for the time. And I still enjoy some of it now. Yeah. You know, some of them is aged pretty decently for me. But um, that was that was a time where, you know, it had that, it had that originality beforehand where you're doing, like, Lord the Mics and you're having that pirate radio, etc., etc. And then it kind of went through a gentrification, so to speak, where, you know, Rinse FM became an actual station, except, uh, for, for example, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, artists started just charting um, for their music. Can, if you consider it, quote-unquote, real, up to you, right? But then then the likes of Jamie and Skepta just took it back to basics. And then everyone was like... And then the whole thing just got restarted again. The whole thing just rebooted. But then Stormzy came through, and then he started popping off. So it's, I don't know. It feels like a, it feels cyclical in some ways, yeah. right? And I think it's it's a case by case basis, I guess, in terms of just who you think is, um, quote unquote, sending out, or who you think is, you know, just um, taking what is given to them and using their talent to the biggest and most possible uh, biggest potential that they can possibly get. Yeah, the truth is, most artists. Most artists, if you if you ask them why they're doing music, it would it's usually to do with just themselves. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like I think like the the main change that has kind of moved away from people making music mm-hmm. is doing it to make a change and doing it to mm-hmm. inspire, yeah, or just doing it for yourself, yeah, likes money and that type of stuff. And I think that's the biggest change in the last like twenty. 20, maybe 15 years is that like uh, uh, the artists are looking at what other artists have done and they're like I want that same car he has yes or I want that same girl yeah, he has yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to make that music and look like him but instead of me getting dreads what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, I'm going to get dreads but colour half of it yellow <laughs> and then you get what I'm saying <laughs> yeah you know, and, and, it's just yeah. one, just one switch in some way. Yeah, yeah and it's like again, it's, 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 again, it's down to what you see as creativity. Because even be, be, one second, yeah. even being able to imitate something and imitate it well, yeah. you can argue, is that creativity? Some people say no, it isn't. It's imitation. Mm. But just but but to actually like see something that has been successful and imitate that and become successful there's actually a, a level of creativity within that whether people see it that way or not you know now, do you think is like the, the the popularity of being a musician now and an artist do you think maybe people look at it as like a 
a way of escaping maybe uh, poverty or a way of um, getting type of, some type of clout where they just jump on music. And that's why you got what you were just saying mm. in terms of seeing what a next man has and then I want to do a song like that, I want to look like that, I want to drive a car like that, I want a music video like that. Do you think that there's a higher chance of the people that are doing that mm. are not actually passionate music- musicians, they just kind of want clout? Yeah. Yeah. Because to be able to just imitate something, you know, how much is that about being passionate about the thing? Mm. It's it's about being passionate about the lifestyle of what that person has. Yeah, like that yeah. person has a certain lifestyle that I want. You mm. know? And the thing about it is, like I've always said this, like attention is currency. Mm. So so more sure. times people actually want the attention more than they actually want the money. Or sure. The, it's about the attention because you know, yeah. you know, we all have egos, and 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 as you know, with the ego, you can never give the ego enough. Ego <laughs> wants more, 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 more. That, that's where the problem is, you know. Yeah. Because once you get the success, and once you, it's like, okay, I, I want more, more, more. So, what you're seeing now is people are just becoming more, more, more extreme. <laughs> like the look is become, the image is becoming extreme. The mm-hmm. music is bec- like some some of these like songs that I hear like so like. These uh, rappers from America, like the, the female rappers, talking about like, what's that female rapper that that talk about like wanting to eat a guy like a little, little eat a guy's red, butt or little something? Red or something like I've been hearing some mad, <laughs> and it's yeah, like it's, it's like yeah, bro, like it's just it's just more and more extremes. Like how can I get more attention, more attention, mm. more attention, more attention? And I feel like that's what we're we're at with music. It's 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 a uh, it's a uh, because everybody can do it now. It's not like you have to be able to sing or you have to be able to... When I was young, you had to memorise at least 10, 16 bars. You'd have to yep. have like 160 bars in your mind, yep. ready, yep. over different tempos, yep. <laughs> for different situations. Yep. One about... Some about love, some about the street, <laughs> yeah, yeah. some about hard life. You had to memorise this shit, mm. you know? Nah, it ain't really, it ain't really about that. It's just about how you can show up and can you look... The part and can, can you, you look like a rapper? Yeah, yeah, fake it till you make it. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? With all that, I feel again, this is kind of adding to that cyclical nature that I'm kind of just making a motif out of this point, right? I was reading I was reading a book um uh called Bomb the Suburbs and I think the book itself dropped in like somewhere in the nineties, I think, right? So, you know, just for I don't know, uh, keeping time I guess. But um, there was a interview in the book where they were talking to a break dancer who was there when hip hop was born, like day one. Mm-hmm. I saw hip hop, like, and where it is now, right? Um, even he at that point was like, "These gangster rappers, this ain't hip hop. Mm-hmm. This ain't this ain't hip hop. This ain't hip hop. What is hip hop? This is what I think is hip hop, right?" And even at that point, he wasn't say, he didn't say hip hop is dead, but he basically said hip hop is dead. Right, even at that point in the let's just say early nineties, mm-hmm. and then we see the early night. We see the nineties. I see the nineties personally mm-hmm. as just like a real maturation point um, for hip hop, especially. Well, golden era, don't they? Exactly. Yeah, it was a. I find it as a maturation sonically, especially mm-hmm. lyrically. I think mm-hmm. after like eighty eight, that's when it just lyrically just took a took a took a real uh, upgrade. And, you know, 
whether you want to see what we have now as either devolution or even just a certain form of incremental incremental change mm-hmm. um, for the better, is you can make an argument for all of it. And I think this, uh, uh, for most things, when it comes to art and just how people look at it, I think it's probably just a matter of um, personal personal in, yeah. pers- personal perspective. Because, yeah. you know, going back to what you asked about um, uh, why artists become artists and why they even do it in general, yeah. you know, there might be people in ends that are just doing music because it doesn't get them killed. And that's kind of... Not to broaden it, but that's why I kind of... It's like the main thing why I kind of get annoyed with just our society in general is that we constantly bitch and moan about the youth and stuff like that. Um, And, you know, I was part of that at one point where, um, uh, you know, during like, well, the Tottenham riots in 2011, right? Um, After Mark Duggan got killed. I remember I was like 15 or something like that. And that was the first time I saw society for what it was. And I was just like, oh, this is, what the fuck is that? Mm. Like, why are you lot seeing, why are you lot seeing people be angry? And you're just going like, oh, this is the youth acting out and stuff like that. It's like, oh yeah, sure. There are some, there were, there were people on BBM. Remember BBM? (laughs) There were people on BBM (laughs) taking pictures of rice. Do you remember that shit? (laughs) They were flexing shit they stole from Argos, right? Of course, there are dipshits, right? Even when, uh, even when the BLM thing were happening, and you saw like Jake Paul jacking stuff. Why is a millionaire Jake Paul stealing shit? Because he's a fucking idiot, right? But there were people that were genuinely angry, and they have nothing else, right? And getting back to the point, I was, I was originally getting into is that kids don't have much much else to do these days right and that's kind of why i personally see if anything happens when it was like remember when just like knife crime was the zenith of the news at one point a few years ago it's still a thing i'm sure it is i haven't looked up numbers yet but uh this year but i'm sure it still is a thing but you know they people don't look at the deeper issue and i feel you know that's why i even if people are bad faith, let's just say, with their art or with their creativity or imitation, etc., whatever it is, whatever their reasoning is. Shit, man. Have you ever heard the phrase, youth is wasted on the young? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> certainly. The, the certainly. more older I get, bro, is, is the more I uh, reluctantly start to understand that a lot. Yeah. You know? But power's wasted on the old sometimes. Yeah, maybe we should change it around. Because they, because they, because shift to a dimension where because people because they the don't youth have the power and the old have the youth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Honestly, the other way, like you get older, but you get more more youthful, more, more younger. Youthful, yeah. Let's make it happen. Honestly, because you know, I you know, I love my mother, but there's some things that just she 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 looks at and she she goes like, why is this there? And I'm, I have to like, I don't I don't want to have the conversation because it's long. But you know, it's worth it just to um, just to say why this thing that you you think is odd or abhorrent or whatever, you know, has to be kind of explained in a in a certain in a in a particular light, um, you know. So and and my mum's generation still has the power these days, and it doesn't make fucking sense because they, I don't I don't feel like even when even when it comes to the arts, bro, during COVID. Um, there was there was just a lack of funding there, 
they don't value art the way we do. Mm. And that doesn't make sense, because what do they do when they get home? They consume some art. They read some books. Mm. They watch TV. They listen to music. They do something art-related, I guarantee you. Most people do. Um, when they're on their commute, what do they do? They're either reading or listening to music or yeah. just watching something on Netflix on their phone. Well, this is the thing. Um, and, you know, just kind of take it take it somewhere quickly. Go for it. People, I think, like, when you look at things in, in, in perspective, right, you have to understand, like, you see this modern world that we live in is only really, what, like, 60 years old, maybe? 50? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 70 right. years mm-hmm. old? It's mm-hmm. modern world. you got to think, what, humans have been on this planet for, they say, what, 300,000 years? In the last 60 years, our lives have so changed much. exponentially, bro. Exponentially. Like, literally, like, 10, 20 years ago, we didn't even have all of this stuff. Like, that's the reason why we keep... We have a vinyl player. This vinyl player gets played every day. We buy records, bro. Like, some of our records yeah, are older than my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and, like, like literally, like, holding it in his hand, this has been around before I was born and, and, and when my... You know, so it's like... We have to understand just how much things have changed in such a small um, space of time. And, and, and the truth of the matter is, is that human beings in, in our current form right now, we're babies, bruv. We're only just really kind of working out how, mm. how this modern world really works with us as biological beings. Bro. We're in the crawling period. Proper, like, yeah, pro- yeah. like, come on, think about it, bro. Six, 60 mm. years ago, the world was a completely consciousness, the mind, people, the way people thought about the world, even like being able to, you know, a hundred years ago, you couldn't even take a plane. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you say a hundred years, about 20 years ago, bro. 20 years ago, you couldn't imagine um, recording no. a, a track with someone no. who's in New York. No. They're in their ow, studio ow. in New York, you know and you're in cost? London. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to send the real, the real to real. We are we are living in a completely new dimension, new reality. And yep. the truth is, is that people mm-hmm. are just working it out. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are working it out. They're mm-hmm. just working it out. Bro. Yeah. And, and um, you know, that's you know when I truly realized that it allowed me to release myself from a lot of. Uh, resentment, anger, frustration, um, rage <laughs> that I know a lot of people are feeling mm, because, mm. Well, yeah, well, no, yeah. no you're pointing he's right point, now, bro. He's pointing right now, right now. <laughs> I'm pissed, yeah. I'm pissed, but you know, I understand, you understand, yeah, man. And and you know, like I said, like this, this perspective, you, 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 you are obviously a person that thinks in terms of perspective, yeah, yeah. and. Sometimes um, to alleviate yourself from this rage, you know, you, you have to really, you know, this week um, I've been speaking a lot. We've been speaking a lot about like the heart, mm. like the heart, like where's man's heart at? Mm. Because you see things like rage and anger and resentment and all this type of stuff does is it just it just constricts on the heart, bro. And it, and it just makes man cold and angry and Turns rage. into the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then through that shit, you can't manifest nothing good. You can't manifest nothing. If you're lucky, you might manifest 25% of what you want to manifest. Yeah. So I think a lot of it, in, in a note, and, and like I said, it went off a bit, but just to bring it back and tie it back into the music of what we're talking about. We just have to just allow things to just be, bruv. 
allow things to just be if it turns even music and and just find what's for you and what's not for you yeah you know the charts has been around for years and you this listen i watch top of the pops too sometimes and i hear songs that i i used to hear in the 90s and i thought was shit like take that <laughs> and i'm watching take that bruv i'm like yo this is sick <laughs> Like literally, like I'm watching. They got bangers. They got, they got bangers. I'm like, I'm like, I hated this as a kid. <laughs> I'm listening to it and I'm watching it and I'm hearing the, like the sounds and I'm like, I'm looking at the image and I'm like, this is just where human beings are at and just where the world is at, man, it gives you a sense of peace, man. Yeah. You know, and, and, and for me, especially like during lockdown and these times now, I've really been trying to find my peace in a world that is chaotic. Yeah. You know? And sometimes That's... that can lead you to being isolated. Yeah. And sometimes that can lead you to actually finding people that you actually connect with and mm-hmm. you can find mm-hmm. a tribe and stuff with. And yeah. through musically... Um, me, 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 and my brother, like you know, we we've we've been able to do that, and especially with this new album we're making. Like everybody that's a part of this album has all been from this organic connections, you know, which is which is a really beautiful thing. And and I, I'm sure we'll go on to talk a little bit about the album at some point. Yeah, I mean, we could we could yeah. segue into it now because go I, I was gonna say um for like all of the producers and. All of the producers and the aspiring producers listening, um, as someone that's been doing this for a while, I would definitely give you some advice, and that advice would be to learn a musical instrument. Um, with the rise of everything that's happening, some people, you know, they 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 look at AI and they're like, "Oh, AI is going to destroy creativity." Personally, I've done a course on AI. I've studied AI, right? Microsoft Azure AI. I've done a course on it here, and there is good that you can actually use with AI. But one thing I will say is. Learning a musical instrument is going to set you apart from the one million other bedroom producers. And um, I say that to then segue onto this, the new the new album that me and Asan are working on. Um, it's all live stuff, man. It's all live drums or string sections, yeah, uh, tr- uh, horn sections, uh, bass. We're playing bass on it. Key, we got keyboard players. We got guitarists. Mm. We got all types of singers. Singers. Our dad playing bass. Our, our dad is playing bass guitar on these tunes. And, That's cool. You know, we 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 was lucky enough to have the live um, the live uh, music uh, fundamentals from early in terms of you know because uh, we came from a music family, so our dad was a reggae musician. Yeah. Mum was a singer as well. So you know, at the age of like five six. My dad was basically like, what do you want to play? I'm like, I want to play drums. He asked my brother, what do you want to play? He's like, he wants to play bass, guitar and keys. And then from, from then, our dad used to put us in the studio and be like, right, I'm going out. By the time I get back, I want you, you point to me, I'll be like, I want you to be able to do the simple reggae beat. And Ruben, I want you to be able to do this bass line and the bass. It will go for like an hour, come back and then we can do it. You know, so having that um, growing up, uh, when we went into digital music and stuff like that, it was very easy for us to then be like, okay, we see where things are going right now. Um, the live sound is slowly coming back in and it's more connected to people's hearts and souls right now rather than a digital thing. So we stepped into that lane, you know. But for those that have never had that upbringing, it's never too late. It's never too late. And it's actually the perfect time, actually, to pick up a musical instrument and learn via YouTube and 
use the AI as well. Go on ChatGPT. Go on ChatGPT and ask ChatGPT questions on how you can learn your your musical instrument. And I tell you what, it will give you the answer. Because when it's been when you know when I when I've been mixing down some of these tracks, right? Mm-hmm. Not even just minor rumors album, the jazz. I made a jazz album as well that came out in May, right? Um, I, I produced everything myself when I was mixing down some of the tracks I used AI to ask, ask AI questions I asked ChatGPT I said yo ChatGPT how do I get my drums to stand out on top of the bass and it told me so <laughs> yeah so I say that to, to say embrace the change don't see the change as something scary like oh, okay, oh, music, music producers are going to be out or anything like that embrace the change use the change to incorporate with the music that you're making, but 100% learn the instrument. And um, yeah, you want to you wanna talk a bit about the album? Yeah, so that's on the music side. And in terms of the lyrical um, content side, this album, I would say it's probably the most vulnerable, insightful in terms of lyrics that I've ever done, you know, like I've ever... I'm speaking about some deep shit on there, and I and I realize now, man. Like everybody needs, everybody needs realness, and and especially in artists, you have to have that album where you just say, you know what, man, fuck saying this shit that I've always said or that people would expect me to say. I'm gonna talk about like loneliness and mental mm. health and mm. real situations, but I'm gonna say it in a way where it's like uh, two lines is you could write two songs about these two lines, you know, so. I really attacked it in in a way of it's like a narrative. Like I saw the music because the idea of the the album was it was to play like a, like a cinematic, like it was like a. So like me being the rapper, I'm being the, the the narrator and I'm narrating a story over a certain point of time, which is pretty much autobiographical, you know. So yeah. I'm 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 mainly rapping, but also I'm, I'm I'm doing a bit of like you know melodies, like singing stuff on there. But like I'm just talking about like real stuff on on real things, and some of the some of the stuff you could say, oh wow, that's a bit oh, that's heavy. But then <laughs> with the music, it, the music is so light and it's yeah, so, there's a lot of strings and a lot of stuff. So. To be honest, like all the songs are finished, but we've never heard the album from start to, to end. Okay. So we're really looking forward to uh, me and you know I, I've written it and recorded it. But I'm yeah. looking forward to hear how it's gonna be from one to ten. You know, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be interesting to me also as well to put out this music where I'm talking about some real deep. It's like it was like therapy to me. Like it's yeah. like I was in a therapy session with myself and i'm saying some stuff on them like yo like do i even want to put that out you know what i mean (laughs) but that's the challenge of being an artist you know and and yeah i definitely feel like we took on the challenge of going back and playing live instruments that you know we ain't played drums in years we set up the drums we're like nah man we're gonna play (laughs) you know and then um i run the bike yeah man so it's like yeah man lyrically it's gonna deal with I hope it's gonna inspire people I hope I hope musically it's gonna inspire I hope lyrically it's gonna inspire but just more than inspiration it's it's I think for us it's it's a freedom project it's just to be free to be creative and for me lyrically it, it was um really therapeutic to just 
really challenge myself mm. on what I'm comfortable with saying on a record. Yeah. But the next challenge will be actually putting it out. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go and be like, yeah. there you go. And, you know. So yeah, man, it's fun. You know. definitely a project that I'd say like you you know is right for this time in in my career and mm. in this time in my life you know because yeah. if I was if, if I if I didn't make it I've always wanted to make a project like this where it's just you know because I, I loved Illmatic and I loved like you know like my rappers that were like from the street and stuff like that but they could talk about vulnerable stuff mm. like yeah. you know that's why I love Jay-Z I love Nas I love Common and these guys because yeah. When they spoke about these vulnerable kind of subjects mm-hmm. from a masculine perspective, mm. it wasn't seen as weak or, mm. or what is he saying? It was like, nah, man, I can relate to that, you know? Mm. So hopefully, you know what I mean? I feel like we've put together a project where people can listen to and be like, nah, man, like, I respect that as a man, like some yeah. of the stuff you're saying, yeah. you know? So yeah, it's fun. It's been a long time in the making, man. We started making this album last year, February. Yeah, and the truth is, when you're working with a lot of different people, like you say, like yeah, I want it to be done in six months, but it don't work like that, you know what I mean? So because we've opened up the process, it's taken a little bit longer than mm-hmm. one would have liked, and also myself as well, you know, like towards the end of last year, I just hit a, I just hit a, a block where I just didn't want to make any music, like I for about three, four months, and he, he was upset with me for a little while. He's like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> It's been three months, you ain't made a song, but that's part of the creative process that people don't get to see. Yeah, you know, no, no, definitely. You know, there's sometimes when you're writing your soul and your heart. Yeah. And yeah. then like, you, you, there comes a point where you, you try to write and it's like, mm, no, nah, I don't even. Yeah. And then you have that. to live some life. You have to do yes, some meditation. Yes. You have to yeah. go. I, I went on a few holidays and stuff like that. And then I came back and by the end of the year, I was like, okay, I'm ready to write again. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a beautiful project, and um, we're just trying to have no expectations with it, and pull it out. And whoever it connects with, wherever it goes, whatever happens with it, it's just gonna be a blessing. Mm. Whether one person listens to it or one million people listen to it, yeah. That is just yeah. That's just where we're at with music, man. It's now time to just have fun with it, you know. Yeah. And not be so emotionally attached to the outcome mm. of it because, yeah, you know, that can really uh, destroy the creative process. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Would you say that? Um, would you say that there was like a that there, there is um, like an apprehension or like a nervousness towards this particular release with all that that you said? All, all my releases, I'm nervous. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Every release. Yeah. Uh, uh, that you know. It, and the truth is, is if I didn't have that feeling, I probably would have had 160 albums. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Like, but but I ain't gonna let you. There's sometimes where I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, man, man, I wish I, I wish I put out 160 albums. You know. Yeah. Sometimes I, I do think like that in my mind, but I feel like the day I don't have an apprehension about creating a body of art and putting it out into the world would probably be the day where I just don't really care about art anymore mm. and I'm just doing it for money mm. <laughs> mm. you know I care about my art a lot you know so mm. I'm always going to have that 
that apprehension of like, oh, I want it, I want it to be like how I hear it in my mind, or mm. I want it to be right. Mm. But then there's an unhealthy uh, obsession with that. That you know, I put my hand up and say that I can fall into more than he falls into. You know, I can fall into that unhealthy thing of oh, it's got to be perfect. No, pull it. Pull it from Spotify. <laughs> like that mix is no, no, I don't like, no, pull it, you know. And, and, and I've done that. I've, I've pulled songs from Spotify, like, yeah. you know, because I've wanted it to be quote unquote perfect. Yeah. But not, not perfect in terms of uh, what I think other people should hear, but perfect how I, how I want to hear mm. it. And, you know, so yeah, like, you know, and you'd be hard pressed to find any artist that doesn't have that, you know. Like I, I always thought it was incredible when um, Kanye West, right, was put out. Was it the Life of Pablo album? Yes. And every week the chat list was changing. Yeah, the shit was changing. And I just thought that was incredible because I was like, yeah, like people, you know. And I, and I remember actually Drake's last album. I think like his producer like put like a um, put a picture of like a, a, a whiteboard, yeah. yeah, of all the songs, mm. and then all the different times each song was mixed. And there was some time, there was some songs that's like it's been mixed and re-recorded like seventy times, like one song. And for me, seeing that, it kind of gave me a little bit of peace. That okay, this is the something that I go through. But these are something like some of the biggest artists in the world, like you know, go through. So as artists, we're always gonna have that thing because it's our it's our art. Yeah. You know? And when you care about something, you you want it to be. I wouldn't say perfect, but perfect for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and 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 you know, I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say there isn't also that ego thing of mm. comparing yourself to other people because mm. that that's there too. That's, there's no artist that doesn't compare themselves. You know? Yeah, it, it's not it's not always healthy, but it's about having that balance, you know. Yeah, yeah. and having people in your corner in your team that can check you. You know, mm-hmm. when when I, I put out a song called Fireman a few years ago that I produced, it was like a I'm a piano kind of vibe. And um, I remember I, I I made the song on like a Friday and I played it to him on a Saturday. And he's and and and, and he um he goes put it out on Monday. He's like put it out, man. it's perfect, it's fine. And I remember thinking, fuck it, I'm gonna do that. I'm just gonna put it out. But for me, that was the worst thing I could have done. Because when I put it out and I realised that the mix was not good. <laughs> it sounded sick when you played it loud and stuff, but when you actually went into it, man, I mixed that song probably maybe about nearly 50 times, man. Like, yeah. to, to the point where like, when you hear it now, it slaps. Yeah. And I remember when I put it out, it got, it got p- played on BBC Radio, uh, Lond- BBC Radio London and BBC Radio 6, I think, and then got added to some like big uh, I'm a Piano playlist. You right. Know? And 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 that was unexpected. But then, but it, it was just like the, how everything happened. It was just like, okay, this is just music. There's no mm, perfect way yeah. of doing it. It's just yeah. you just have to just put it out, and what happens happens. Yeah. yeah. There's no perfect mix. There is no perfect mix. No, I think in my head there is. <laughs> sure, me, sure, sure. I try to get something. I try to get like the bits done to the to a point where like I'm okay with it, and. I can listen to it in my headphones and it sounds good to me. Um, and then I will just put something out. That's why I, I put out, a, like, I'm quite prolific. I put out a lot of music. Because I don't really... There was a time where I used to focus so much on the mitts. But these days, bruv, long as you can hear it, yeah, and, 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 you know, the vocals are coming through clean, 
man, I'm getting it out as soon as possible, you mm. know, and, and that that's kind of how I work when I work on my my own solo stuff. So, even the album that I put out, Made in London, yes, I didn't I didn't master anything. I just done the mix to the point where I was okay with it. Uh, I played it to some of the artists, mm. um, and they was like, "Yeah, sounds good to me." And then we just we just roll it out, you know. And one of the tracks ended up getting um, uh, put on Jazz FM playlist, mm. and then um, that same track ended up getting played by Jamie Cullum as well on BBC Radio 2 which is you know one of the biggest jazz shows so Dope. yeah I just yeah so anyone like listening that's like caught up in the, the whole mix of things like what might not sound good to you to other people sounds perfect you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah you know when I first realised that it was on Triple X Tentation he had this track uh, uh, Look At Me Right? and the whole track was in distortion mm. and I remember when I first heard it on radio that I was like how can the radio even play this and then the track went on to being that number one all over the world and I was like that that changed my whole perspective right. perception on mixes I was like wait hold on Triple X just released a track with distortion it was completely <laughs> distortion but people are still buying it and they're still playing it on radio and I was like no man it's Creativity, however you, however you, you know, you see your creativity yeah. output as, put it out and people are gonna, people are gonna yep. f with it anyway. And you know the way how I see it, if a label came to me and they offered me the right check and they was like, right, we wanna make uh, made in London, we wanna sign it under this label, blah blah blah, mm. they're gonna mix it anyway. Do you know? So, but but it will never get to that point if I don't put it out. Sure, you know? that's true. So, yeah, that's, if you don't put it out, yeah. that's that's true. But um. Yeah, and this is how sometimes we're brothers, mm. but we're different. I was gonna, Me? I was gonna ask that, and just, <laughs> in just like you guys' dynamics, how yeah. you actually work together. Yeah. yeah. With me, the mix has got to be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be loud. It's got to be warm. It's, it's got to be. be mm, like to me, the mix is so important. Yeah. Like, and, it, and it's always been like that. And I, I've just accepted that. That's just how I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's I when I hear something and the mix is clean, it's bumping, it's loud, it's all. Oh, it makes me feel away, but like, and when I hear some of my tunes and I've got the mix perfect, those are some of my favorite songs because I listen to them and I'm like, oh man, listen to that mix, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Like, listen to the mix, you know. It's I'm true. an audiophile, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why we had these hi-fi setups and yeah. you know we got we got mixes and we got um. Obviously, you guys can't see it, but you know we've got little acoustics. Acoustics. So this is how I play most of the music, you know, because to me it's about the vibration Mm -hmm. and the frequency. And so yeah, like you know, yeah, we we differ a little bit. Yeah, because how how we work together is I'll just make the beat, right? I'll make the beat, lay it lay it down. Let's say with the the new stuff, play the instruments on it, make the beat, lay it down. Yeah, uh, put it in, put the beat in Dropbox. Um, it's on to open up the Dropbox, and then he'll do what he does to it. Yeah. And then that's how that's how we work. <laughs> then I move on to the next project or the next beat. Like, that's how, uh, yeah, that's how we've been working. Like that yeah. time. You, mu- you must see him like dropping bear, and you just like it must be nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he hasn't dropped anything in recently though. But... No, no, I did. I dropped out with me. No, I mean in the Dropbox. Oh, in the Dropbox. Oh, oh, okay. oh in do- yeah, yeah, no, no, not of recent. Not of recent. Because <laughs> this is why I haven't done anything of recent. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. um, I know I'm going to start making tracks, right? Especially because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm going to re- set up the drum set again and start recording. Yeah. I'm going to start making tracks. And I know when I start making yeah. these beats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ASOS going to be like, well, let's add this to the album. Yep. Now the album is going to yeah, be yeah, prolonged yeah. Right, even right, more. Right. So that's why I don't want to make <laughs> anything me. right now. He knows me. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll be like, oh shit, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those um, artists that every song I make is the best song I've ever made. Right, sure. <laughs> I, know, I just made three songs. Oh, how can I get that on the album? Oh, gosh. No, so, yeah, so I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm kind of holding the production yeah. for now. And then once the album yeah. is complete and I know it's been set to the masters mm. and then we can't go back, then I will start <laughs> producing yeah. and upload it to the Jockbox again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See, us artists, man, we're, we're strange beings, man. We're, we're weird, you know. There's no normal artists. We're all crazy. Contradic- <laughs> contradictory. Yeah, yeah. At times, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know? mm-hmm. And it's good to have conversations like this to, to open up the process, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, it's great. To talk about, you know, because people see and they think, oh, it's just all perfect. Yeah. No, nah, man, there's, come on, there's, this stuff is, there's a lot of ups and downs and stuff in this and it's all part of the journey and it it, it adds a certain level of value you know yeah no certainly yeah no it's why i enjoy um having conversations like this when you know it has that looseness towards it and you know before <laughs> before we were recording we were talking about freaking empire and i was just like you know let's just record because you know i feel you know there's always a uh, a good having a good conversation like means a ton, right? Even even from me to you guys, right? You talking about you know your different, even you two as brothers having different uh, approaches towards your own art um, is fascinating to me. And you know, mentally, like while you're talking, I'm also just thinking about you know where I sit on that particular fence of whatever the conversation is, right? And I'm sure when people listen, hopefully they have that same conversation within themselves where, mm-hmm. you know, they might they might connect to Aeson more mm-hmm. more than Jay, but and maybe vice versa or somewhere in the middle. Um or maybe they never even thought about it in general and they've just been given two solid, you know, plateaus to yeah. actually think about it from. Because you know that like, growing up, m- my favorite producer in hip hop was Manny Fresh, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if you know anything about Manny Fresh, you know he produced all of the Cash Money artists, BG, yeah. Lil Wayne, everyone, yeah. for now. Yeah. And with Manny Fresh, he was a machine. These albums used to have 22 tracks on each individual album. <laughs> so bloated. <laughs> yeah, crazy. And they're making four albums a month. So bl- oh, like man. madness. The, the output. Oh, the, the output was crazy. And that's the producer who I looked up to. So... Interesting. I, 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 it makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to say... I'm more I'm more of a quantity over quality person. Right. Yeah, no I shit. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I deal with quantity that. But no within shit. that quantity, yeah. Yeah, I got a, a few misses. But you will find a few hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's how I like to work. It's like I like to just put out as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and that's how I express myself. Yeah. Uh, Asan, he's more of a quality over quantity person. Definitely. He's not going to put something out until it's like that perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, until he hit that perfect thing, which I don't think one is better than the other and I don't think the other is better than, the, you know, it's, it's, yeah, no. it's all to do with, yeah, it's all to do with, 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 with preference, but, yeah. and, you know, and who we grew up, like, mainly idolising and listening to. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, my, 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 for me, Manny Fresh, hands down, was like, probably my favourite hip-hop producer 
of, of, of all time. Um, definitely because he never used samples and stuff. Yeah. And that's something I stepped away from using samples. And he plays instruments as well. So that's yeah, that's. So I kind of went in that footsteps of just yeah, like just producer, 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 and putting out producing, working on different projects, working yeah. with different artists, yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, man. No, it's interesting. Like even um, you know, I I can. Well, one side, I'm still waiting for a Lauren Hill album. Don't know what, don't know if, if or when, if it actually happens. Did you give it up? I used to check every year. I used to check every year. Oh shit! Yeah, no. I mean, I, I mean, I saw her live. I'll take that. And she wasn't as late as she usually is, so mm-hmm. I'll take that and run with it. It was only like 20 minutes to wait. I'll take that to the bank, right? I'm fine. I'm not expecting, you know, too much. I would love one right now just to see where she's at. But um, I'm not expecting it. Um, but on the flip side of that, like, um, you know, another friend of 5e, Vic Spencer from Chicago, um, you know, he told he, he drops constantly. It's, it's absurd. He's dropping like at least fucking four projects a month, uh, four projects a year or something like that. And he's all, and he, even, when he, uh, even when I interviewed him last year, he was like... Um, He's like, I've got the next, like, 15 albums just mapped out already. I'm just like, what the oh, wow. fuck? Wow. Bro, I've got output just ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just crazy. And, you know, it's always good. Like, it's, it, it might it might, uh, it might fluctuate from project to project in terms of, like, you know, the producer he works with. And yeah. sometimes I might like the beat on it, might mm-hmm. like the beats on the project. Sometimes I might not. Um, but, you know, it's always going to be him on it. And the fact that he stay, stays consistent decent is an a testament a testament to that and testament to his artistry on that mm-hmm, front mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. putting that putting out that much but still just nailing it most yeah, of the man, time yeah, and it's yeah, and, yeah. and it's, it's it's fascinating man it's absolutely fascinating That's it, That's it, right um we well we're cl- we've, we're just over an hour so um we can uh finish up uh, I finished up on two questions. Um, you know the first one, but the second one I, I brought in basically after COVID anyway, because I felt like it was interesting yeah. just to see how people go. Um, what have you guys been uh, spinning, art consuming, books, museums, whatever um, that you'd recommend to the people? TV shows, films, either anything. 80s roots reggae. Jeez! Talk to them. Talk to them. Talk to them. From Kingston in a district called Waterhouse. Talk to them. We're talking Laxley Castell, Hugh Mundell, Cornell, Cornell Campbell, Don Carlos, Goldilocks, Black Uhuru, Junior Reed. We're talking these man, like, yeah, from Kingston, yeah, made between, let's say, 1979 and 1986. Go listen to that. And if, you, if you're lucky enough to get that stuff on vinyl, go and play that stuff. That stuff will, the frequency of that music from that time. Yeah. And on vinyl, it will heal any anything you got going on inside of your heart. That music, reggae roots, reggae music. And if you can't buy it, come down to Lion Call <laughs> in New Cross, Planet Wax, first Thursday of the month. Come down, and Last of the Lions, which are us, will be spinning beautiful music and dancehall as well. So yeah, that's what I got to say. Listen to more reggae. Put it more in your diet. Yeah, be healthier for it. Oh, oh yeah, no, 100%. definitely. Okay. In terms of, um, I was watching this uh, show called From. I don't know if you ever checked that. It's a sci-fi show. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. If you want to watch a show that's like horror and sci-fi, cool. Um, but it has like a deep message before uh, behind it. Yeah. About dealing with internal demons. Mm. Um, check out a, a show called From. It's on two seasons now, so 
it should be on the Sky Planner and stuff like that. Now TV, if you've got Now TV. Um, apart from that, yeah, same thing Aeson's saying. Get down to our reggae night. Last of the Lions. Yeah. Planet Wax, New Cross, yeah. first Thursday of every Pretty month. Rough. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah, that's about it, man. What, what books? What have you been reading? I don't know. I don't um, I'm just. I bought photography just... books. <laughs> oh, photography, yeah. I read yeah, the Sadguru book. Um, in the engineering was good. I just I'm just reading a book now. Um, by Doctor Joel. I forgot his name now. I just bought it. It's called Super Becoming Supernatural. Mm. Um, so yeah, I like I like those type of books. Kind of like self help, but like more yeah. about consciousness. And, mm science mixed with spirituality like, yeah i like that type of vibe so but yeah man yeah. yeah that that's that's what's going on yeah. podcast billy carson billy yeah. carson forbidden knowledge yeah. forbidden knowledge that's the guy check that out right there that's the guy right there so yeah outstanding um and the last question ask everybody and uh i was when i was reading when i was reading the interview from um way back um it was november 2016 by the way um oh wow yeah um I, I asked you guys what's your what's your top five and asked you uh, since you guys you know do both I asked for rappers and producers since then I have evolved uh, the top five to make it uh, as broad or as specific as you want it to be because it is your top five okay um, so the example I use is uh, it could be your top five pasta shapes if you want it to be because in the moment everyone has the top five of something okay. um, so yeah. Broad or specific as you like. What's your uh, top five? Top five. I'll, I'll give my top five uh, rappers right now. Do you want to know what you put last time? What did I put last time? Okay, let's yeah, have a look. Yeah. What you put last time? <laughs> While you're saying that, I'll give my top five. Yeah. Yeah. What we top got? Top five things to have in your life. Okay. All right. Peace. Water. <laughs> <laughs> Laughter. Creativity. Yeah. And the last one. A beautiful woman. <laughs> uh, or if you're a woman, a beautiful man, yeah? Five things to have in your life. Alright, okay. <laughs> top five. <laughs> and, my to- and, my- and my top, in that order as well, my top five is peace, you know? Yeah. Um, so you guys picked the same lyricists um, on this one. So you had the common, well, Jay put Common, Lauren Hill, Big L, and then you said Andre Freestyle, three thousand. Yeah, yeah, I still say um, that. <laughs> yeah, and the fifth one, uh, Jay put in Jay Z, and you agreed. Um, and then, and then I said how I put <laughs> Rock him and Big Daddy Kane on top. <laughs> <laughs> which I, which I, I've, I've taken Rock him out of the just like personal mm-hmm. um, because I think I've like added, um, I think like Master Ace and Little Sims recently. Um, so yeah, those two in particular. Um, but Big Daddy K is still with there for me. Um, but yeah, on the producer front, you put uh, Salam Remy, Timberland. Uh, you mentioned Zaytoven, uh, Mike Skinner as well, and mm-hmm. uh, and Ski Beats as well. Oh, Ski Beats, yeah. Ski yeah. Beats. Uh, for you, uh, Aeson, it was Pharrell, Timberland, yes. Kanye, Mike right. Skinner, and okay, you said uh, Salam is sick. But what about Q Tip? Uh, no, I said, yeah. uh, and then he said, and then yeah, he said, uh, you threw out Prince, you threw out yeah, Prince yeah, as the yeah, last of course, one. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. That's, so, that, that sounds that sounds like me. <laughs> I haven't changed much. I've changed a lot, but I ain't changed much. Yeah, <laughs> when it comes to that. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty good top five. Um, yeah. Well, but I'll say my current my current top five right now. Okay, go for that. <laughs> top five in rap right now. Yeah. 
Uh, for me, I was just gonna keep it all the way one hundred. Little Uzi Vert, number five. Cool. Uh, number four. Um, so anyone listening to this can't say I'm an old man. Ah, you're not listening to the new music. Yeah, I know. That's what I said in the beginning. I'm gonna put Ice Spice in it. I actually like Ice Spice. Number four. Okay. Uh, number three. I will give it to who I've been listening to a lot of late. So, so you know what? I've been going back to Cameron. I'm going to put Cameron number three. Uh, number two, I'm going to put Playboy Carty. And number one, I'm going to put Playboy Carty. For, for me right now, <laughs> he gets two slots. Oh, wow. <laughs> Playboy Carty, that's what wow. I listen to. If I'm not listening to Roots Reggae, you would catch me listening to Playboy so Carty. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. I, can, I, can, um, I can attest to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, my top five. <laughs> I, love that yeah. I love that variety though. I love that variety. Like, um, yeah, just going from Roots Reggae to Playboy Carty <laughs> is a major jump. That's a major <laughs> jump right there. We do with a lot of contrast around here. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps us sane. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I respect it. I respect it, man. Um, but yeah, man, guys. Um, yeah, man, long time love. coming, man. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Definitely, yeah. Long man. time coming. Thanks for um, coming through, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man just uh, being here in person, nothing, nothing better, man. Um, yeah, especially man. just uh, of, you know, uh, while whilst doing the whilst doing the Zoom interviews and etc. You know, is 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 always cool to do from just a you know, thinking that, you know, people didn't do that from a certain point and it was impossible to do. The fact that I can still talk, I can talk to people from, you know, wherever is very fascinating. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's nothing better than in person. And, yeah, you know, no, to no, have, no, uh, but yeah, thanks for, you know, having me, having me in your ends and just yeah, in your so. spot as well. Um, and yeah, for the good conversation, man. Yeah. Some good yeah. food. Let's, some... Do it, let's do it again sometime soon. Yeah, man. Definitely yeah, man. Doors, one, doors always open, let's man. Let's not leave it another, was it six, seven years? <laughs> It's mad thing, yeah, but <laughs> we definitely shall not. Um, but yeah, man, appreciating the music you're dropping as well, man. Yeah, um, yeah, that patience record, fire. Oh, thank you, bro. Thank absolutely you. flames. Um, shout out with this on that one. As She's well. gonna be on the, the next album as well. That's good, like, yeah. good. She's sick. I love it. Um, yeah, she put, you put me on. We've got a new track coming out soon as well. So that's yeah, good. Man. Watch out for that. It's a, it's a mad one as well. So. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, man. But yeah, appreciate you guys. All right, wicked, man. Nice yes, man. there we have it ladies and gentlemen that's my interview with jay flames and Aeson, the first two people i ever interviewed in general um, not just for the fifth element but in general um and uh you know i always remember that always appreciate them for just allowing me to do that um they didn't have to um but yeah i just really appreciate their time and uh and just their um just their knowledge um they they, they were dropping so many gems uh even after the interview like i said uh, we were still chopping up me and jay flames and uh you know he was telling me about uh just grime and how there was basically grime coming through uh from uh actually video games and shit man just the just the links we were talking about links uh you know i was talking about how cyclical things are in the interview but there was also just everything's linked everything's interlinked and um the links we were trying to make through certain pieces of music was just a really good conversation i probably should have recorded that as well um but you know it's what it is 
and uh, yeah, just learned a lot of good stuff and uh, came out of that, left their left their spot, just feeling just feeling really good and um, yeah, just uh, just really made me appreciate uh, just a good conversation, uh, which we all need in life, I think. Uh, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, leave it there. On the 5EPN, I've been Charlie Taylor and this has been Moss Goods. Intro music was Backstab by Bob Berrigan. Entity music was Dignity by B-Side. Thanks to Short Music for bid to use. You can find both those links in the full show notes. And until the next time, until the next interview, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.